Yeah, publish sounds like it's completed, right? I don't know. They just updated the app, so uh, I feel like an old man. I feel like my dad with an iPhone. Um, I just want to make sure. As long as that red light on there is still recording, we're good. Oh, I see what it's doing. Okay. As far as I know. Because the, the reason I want to put it on a live stream is because you get both the backups, and you can always re-download sure. YouTube. I, we do Facebook just because we have more more people over there, but um, I think Vimeo is going to be... Legit. Yeah? Yeah. I think they're doing a different model. They just bought this company that makes this thing. The the Mevo thing. Yeah, it's called Livestream. Okay. Um, and I guess they it's corporate consolidation everywhere online. I mean, it's just like uh, like Google, like Alphabet. Yeah. You know, they're just gonna find they're gonna before you get too big, they're gonna buy you out. Well, I always thought of Vimeo as like if I wanted to watch some show illegally and I couldn't find it on YouTube, that's what Vimeo really? was to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really Thought about I, it. I thought it was more of the professional, the serious kind of YouTube. Oh, like, sure, but like yeah, if you yeah, if yeah. you're doing like uh, educational things for your business, like I don't know, um, employee onboarding or something like that. Like I thought Vimeo is good for that, or you you really had like a like a unique like uh, I, I think like, like a it, documentary or something yeah, like that. Something corny. But I always feel like something in the woods with a good cinematography. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> If, if your camera is a certain amount of money, you got to upload that to Vimeo. Yeah, you're definitely nothing in lower than 1080p. Yeah, because, okay, that, that is, it preserves a lot of the quality then. Yeah. I see. I, yeah, I felt like that was a big selling point in the beginning, and then they realized most people were looking at the stuff on their phones. That, right, exactly. That goes There's only so many pixels. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Android stuff goes to 1080. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you, it's your podcast. Yeah, I've hijacked sure, sure, sure. it. No, no, I'm just using your stuff, man. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for doing this. So I thought we'd talk about, because um, we've had a lot of car conversations about. Uh, I'm going to keep a notepad. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Because there's always fun stuff that comes up in a podcast, and then I forget it, and then I never look it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought we, we always have conversations about uh, the business of science and how it compares to uh, the, the sort of corporate world. And because yeah. we talk we, we talk a lot about grant writing and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I thought it would be fun to talk about the parallels and go into that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, wh- what did we talk about last time? I was like, I was trying to think this morning. I was like, we talked about something really interesting last time I saw you in person, I think. And you were at our house. It was almost like Groundhog's Day because you were at our house. Meaning yesterday? Saturday. Yeah. Well, Saturday, really, but yesterday, too. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where I was like, what did we talk about? Because I remember you told me about your roast before you left. Uh-huh. Um, and you told me all the good jokes. And then we talked about something, some side conversation about science. And it was business science, but I can't. That Was this weekend? No, no, no. This was a year ago. Oh, okay. I was like, Before losing. you moved out of Tampa. Okay, when Trip was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Because when you came, you came over. It was almost. It, I had like a deja vu almost Saturday. Because it was like literally just a new baby. Yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> and I haven't slept <laughs> right, from the new baby. So um, I'm sure I'm sure it'll it'll pop up. Well, I mean, anything in particular with business and science? I feel like I don't know. I was I've been listening to a lot of science stuff. That's you know, it feels like you can pay for whatever results you want. I mean, that's been going on forever. Yeah, so to a certain extent, it's like the more money you have, the more experiments, like the the higher experiments you can do, like the higher level experiments you can do. And then at a certain point, you can start to do a brute force 
sort of thing with when you have when that money sort of scales up right and so it becomes a thing of the rich sort of getting richer not only in terms of getting grants but also in terms of getting results I, the weird thing is the, the what i was thinking about was i think to i feel like you're going to you're going to get a bunch of scientists that are disruptors almost like uh elon musk right cuz he's not he's not a scientist necessarily he's an engineer if he's anything right yeah um whether that's a digital engineer or like a physical you know actual on the ground engineer but um i feel like the problem with a lot of research is you basically have a board of directors, whether that's an actual board of directors or uh, academia, which is a lot of it. Yeah, so I can talk about the academ- academic yeah. side of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of times, so when you ri- when you write a grant, um, and I'm sure it's the same way with uh, you, is that you are writing to an expected result and you sort of have this expectation how things will go. Objective, yeah. Right. Your mission. Right, exactly. But you have to say, okay, we're, we're going to do these experiments and we're going to expect these results and this is going to have this sort of impact. And you can write some, okay, if it th- goes some other way, uh, then we c- will plan for this. But these are really relatively small part of a grant uh, compared to this whole, this vision that you have. Mm-hmm. And then so say if your results take you in another direction, and if you're clever and, uh, and willing to go with the flow, then you can write a new grant based on this new direction. But then your funding agency is like, oh, what happened to all that stuff? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, uh, it's like a business plan. It, sure. To me, you just essentially – so a business plan works like this. You have an executive summary. It's a one-pager in the beginning. Yeah. We you have know, a specific games page. You have a, mi- <laughs> you have a mission statement, right? Yeah. And it, it's always one sentence. And it, my teacher always taught me – to do it, it says to be this, to be the scientific research uh, for this kind of oncology or what is some, you know, whatever it is. To be the best uh, nerd agency, small business consulting firm, uh, kind of hybrid. Um, and then you have, then you have your vision. Then you have what the the bigger thing you want to do. We want to bring customer service to the digital services age. We feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of people have been screwed by people doing what we're doing here. But the grant is a similar thing. You want to change the world in a sense most of the time. The ego is still there. That's what's really funny. Of like, Oh, lo- scientists are si- like the most si- egotistical We think of, of science. I, I, I'm getting a whole – I'm trying to rechange my brain on how I think about scientists. I, Did I, I must have not <laughs> <laughs> done something for that. That, that one's even harder because I, I talk about that because my friends, they'll, they'll think of you as whatever you – hang out with them as you know like yeah fair. so so i have friends that are clients and they they think i'm like you know lighten up and i'm like this is your business i'm taking this serious right. we're gonna we're gonna hammer this in we're gonna war room this out right um but like same with that i don't think of you as a scientist i know you know your shit and i know we talk about it but right it's not it's not like direct association sure you know and i don't i don't, I don't think i think that's just us not most people don't know you know kind of what a scientist really is now I was, I was thinking about this on the walk on the walk over which is that like i used to i used to be in my head a lot about that where i'd be like okay i have this science side of me and this comedian side of me yeah. and i used to really not like to for the comedian like that i hung out with to know like really what it because i was sort of like i don't know if embarrassed is the right word but i didn't want them to think of me differently yeah you know what i mean and the same thing with the the scientist side of things i definitely felt like this where i got a lot less respect because like okay 
I, I would go be doing shows or whatever. But it's like I'm not putting any less work in than you. It's like you go out drinking and I'm going out. It's like how is that any different? You well, know what I mean? Well, can I put a good spin on it for you? Sure. If you ever need to get out of that. Because I, I use it to my advantage now. Yeah. So I tell everybody, whatever you think about a comedian, I'm probably not that. Because you're going you're gonna to think whoever your favorite comic is, you're going to go, why aren't you like that guy? So right. let's just, I go stop that kind of bias right now. And then I say like the, so whatever you know about stand up and how to write jokes and how to do it, it's probably wrong. Almost certainly. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I, I try, I'm like, I'm trying not to be a dick, but here's, yeah, it, yeah, it, there's yeah. a point to it. And it's being a, a small business consultant, um, digital strategist, whatever my title is, because you carry a lot of hats. You, you're basically looking, uh, you're observing a lot of things I'm good at pattern recognition. I'm good at uh, I'm good at observing human behavior, you know, like how people really act and how they they say they act. Uh, I think is a big kind of a big kind of disjointed thing. A lot of people don't have that mm-hmm. self self um, awareness. Or awareness, yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of a better word. But yeah, but we placeholder. It's too early in the morning. Sure. But it's also that thing. It's hard to turn off, you know, like. It's hard to turn off your brain to not kind of get like mildly obsessed with stuff. Sure. You know, I read about CRISPR or hear about it on, uh, on, um, what's the, God damn it. I'm about to say, NPR. Whatever. One all of things the, considered or something like that. One of the bigger podcasts. Yeah. What does that thing say? Slow internet. You're slow internet. Um, yeah, you tell it. So, do you, you got a second recording going? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. We're good. Uh, you might want to put it in the middle. Yes, that <laughs> makes sense. Um, but it's like, uh, I say, I, I can't turn it off. Like, you walk into a room, any room, it's mm-hmm. not comedy wise, but comedy wise, especially, you feel like Jason Bourne a bit because you notice like five things no one else really does. Yeah. And, you know, you probably just push it down, but part of that helps in the whole process of what you're doing professionally. Oh, no, certainly I use those skills. Right. I mean, maybe not in an as, as obvious way as you were saying. Right. But, I mean, definitely, I mean, if you didn't think about how to craft a joke and how you have to flip things around and you may have to, right. you, you know. Contrarian logic. Right. Um, it, this is the same sort of thing you have to think about with experiments and how to think about. Um, uh, a lot of trial and error. Right, sure, sure, sure. And I, when you were talking about the grant writing, I was like, you know, maybe we can get a science theme going for our marketing <laughs> when we do a marketing kind of uh, proposal, because I don't, uh, my big thing is I hate people that say we're going to get this amount of leads or this amount of conversions or we're going to get you this amount of results because you paid us X amount. There's way too many variables. Yeah, because it's not a, it's not a real thing. Yeah, yeah and, you can but assess. I, and I can't, uh, for us, morally, I think, <clears throat> you know, I, our business would be a lot better probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if you did that? <laughs> yeah, but I I feel like I, I I couldn't sleep at night. I mean, even less than now. But uh, <laughs> if if we're doing some stuff like that, I don't know if that's kind of something in the. Well, so you have to say. I mean, with 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 a grant, you definitely have to say the things you expect. But I mean, all you can really say for sure is how you're going to do it and the level of quality you're going to do it at, and say we think by doing it at this level of quality and this sort of technique uh-huh. that we're going to get these results. Quality cost delivery. Bam. Bam. We were talking about this right before we yeah, started. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I'm, obs- I'm kind of getting obsessed with that because in order for us to, 
to scale up, and I, I don't know if there if there's a parallel for your world with this, but in order for us to scale, we've got to figure out how to be super lean all the time. And it's um, what do you mean? Just so being lean efficient o- with how lean you- efficiencies, lean productivity. Um, for instance, very small thing. Um, we do a lot of branding for what we call immature businesses mm-hmm. under three years old. Okay. Immature after the ban or the, the R&B group immature. Um, <laughs> that's a really poor joke for anybody listening. I'm all, I'm full of dad jokes. So yeah, all day son. Um, but any business that's under three years, we call kind of immature cause we're, we're, we're in that zone too. Um, we do a lot of branding and that it's really hard to articulate to get client feedback. Right. Mm. So you're trying to get some, you're trying to extract out of their brain what they want. And they don't probably don't even know what they want. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we've been working on this form. It's almost like a psychology test, but it, it's, it's almost to triangulate what they're trying to tell us. So it's like if, and this is some of these kind of like a personality quiz, but for like a little bit, small, small a little bit, I throw in a lot of red herring things like questions in there that don't even make sense. Yeah. So just, to just out, right. Just to them keep them head. like, yeah. yeah, even. And then there's where I want them is real. The real meat is, you know, there's certain spots where you pick it. Um, and so it's one of those things where you, you, some of uh, job interview questions go like, if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? Right. Well, and that sounds like a silly hippie question. Like, Which it is. It is, but it's it's like a it's gonna give you like a little bit of boundary and go okay, this guy thinks he's kind of a lion, but okay. he, he he doesn't act that way. So you're trying to put all these things together, but to be to be lean, we've made this more of an online form. If we can't do a face to face meeting, which I prefer, mm-hmm. um, or a video call, sometimes it's just tough. Like we have three clients right now; they're international, so it's. You know, ones in Europe, ones in uh, like all over the place in uh, like Indonesia, I want to say right now. <laughs> so it's like that's really good awareness of your clients. Well, no, I don't know. <laughs> they just hop around. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So I'd tell you. Well, <laughs> I can't. T- I, I can't tell you some of them because of uh, uh, non-disclosure. But yeah. it's one of those things where it's it ships in the night. So we have to send we send a lot of video and all this stuff to be efficient. Here's an update. Here's what's going on. And now we've made that branding uh, like an online form. And then we can take all the data that it put in and route it correctly. So when we do an intake form, if they sign, or if this is after they sign, that take their email from that form, put it into MailChimp for mar- our marketing purposes, mm. put it into our CRM system, put it into PipeDrive, which is our uh, our CM- CRM for sales. Okay. So, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm fully. So you have like a funnel, yeah. um, and if you're writing grants, there's always there's a funnel. There's a lot of marketing funnels, sales funnels, and everything. So if you're writing grants, you might write ten grants, mm. right? So before that, you're gonna look at the ones you can get to, right? Yeah. So that that's let's call that the widest layer of okay. the funnel. And I'm trying. I'm using visual with my hands, but I'm gonna try to articulate it for the audio. So take take a beer bong at the top. <laughs> <laughs> this is Auburn Day speaking. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's speak in terms I got. And we understand. Yeah. Every, uh, low, I like lowest common denominator stuff. So um, so take a beer bong, and at the top of the beer bong, you have all the grants that you might be able to write for. Right? Okay. Uh, about one inch lower, you've got the 10 grants. You go, I'm gonna, we're going to write for those. Mm. 
you submit those 10 and then another inch lower on that beer bong. We're not quite to that little uh, little rubber hose yet, but right before it hits that to that spout, you get five callbacks for that grant. Okay. Out of those five callbacks, one grant goes through. It's a funnel. Sure. Um, and so I forget why I was on this point, but um, oh, that's just our, that's how all marketing and sales is. And employment, if you're hiring someone, you have a funnel. Same thing. Yeah, you, throw, sure. you put some on ZipRecruiter, thousands of people are going to get there, um, are going to submit, and you're only taking one person, you know? Yeah. Um, I like this idea of, because uh, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot, so this idea of uh, leanness, and especially when you're a growing uh, company or lab or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because that's what I'm thinking about now is, okay, if I open a lab, how do I want to do that? And so basically, you'll go into a university, you'll have some sort of startup money, that they'll give you and they'll say, and but they, it's pretty ruthless nowadays. Now it's like, okay, you have to get some grants and publish some papers in the next few years. Otherwise that promotion isn't looking so good. Right. So, all right, go ahead. I got, so, I'm going to write, I'm going to write my question. Now. Yeah. Okay. So the idea is basically you want to get as many papers as possible so you can get as many grants as possible, but how do you get as many papers as possible? You go for the safe sort of easy, uh, quick sort of hits, and you just try and knock that out, uh-huh. right? And then, and so that's the sort of smart way to do it. But um, a guy who was coming up and who came up in my uh, lab, current lab right now, he kind of did the opposite. So he went huge risk, and probably there's ten other guys who did exactly what he did and failed. Uh-huh. But he went huge risk. He went for uh, the structure. So basically, structure protein structures uh, can be very they're very high risk reward. You can easily not get one and spend five, ten years doing it. Pro- protein. So like a molecule okay. in the cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, uh, the the biomolecules that make that make the cells work. Okay, know? okay, yeah. All right, um, I'm with you. Yeah. So I didn't know if you said pro team, like no a, protein, protein, yeah, like yeah, yeah. a professional football team. No, no, that's sorry. sorry. No. <laughs> so you can look. I'm an old man. I'm, yeah, a, I'm I, the oldest 33 year old. You know. All right. Jerry Maguire quotes aside. <laughs> let's. Uh, so you can so you can really spend a lot of time on on this sort of thing and utterly fail, mm-hmm. right? And so basically, he threw all of his resources into this project. He said, "I'm going to get this right," mm-hmm. and basically, and ended up doing it. And so it's one of those things. If you get a structure to this level of challenge, then it's going to be a Nature Science cell paper. These are our highest profile journals. These are the sort of uh, uh, it's like Jordans or something like that. You know, it's like you, you can see that the name of that journal and just know that this is high quality, high hmm. impact research. Okay. Right? And so he got that. And so it worked out for him. But you can easily imagine there's 10 other guys who tried a similar high risk, high reward approach who failed and then ended up going out of academia. And, this is you your know. buddy? Uh, I don't, I met him, but uh, not, yeah. But he, you only, you heard the story that worked, right? Right. No, exactly. Exactly. You don't hear the stories that don't work. Right. And same with, same with, I'm sure a lot of, uh, accolades that go on in, in your community. Like it's the iceberg. I got, stuff. I got a great story that didn't work. Go for it. Uh, so there's this guy, uh, Doug Prasher. Uh, so he noticed, uh, in, I, I guess is some, uh, some jellyfish that there's something, uh, glowing in there. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the question is, what is it that's glowing in there? Uh, and so he's just, just sort of interested in basic biology, stuff like that. And most people probably thought it was just some uh, some 
don't know, some small molecule, some, some, they're making some metabolite, whatever. It turned out to be this protein called green fluorescent protein. Okay. Right? So he figured out the gene, but then ran out of money and uh, the, the project died, right? Uh-huh. So a couple, but then he sent the materials out to a few other people. And so the reason why uh, GF, a fluorescent protein is so much more interesting than a fluorescent molecule is that you can connect the protein to another protein, mm-hmm. make a fusion protein, and now you can track where the original protein is going in cells. Okay. And so now you have this sort of visual way of tracking molecules in the cell. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. So I have to close my eyes to visualize okay. sometimes. So he sent these genes out. He sent the, the his information out to some other people. He crashed. Uh, he, his lab crashed and burned. And those three guys pushed it forward, got the major results. They ended up winning the Nobel Prize for uh, for green fluorescent protein. Huh. Meanwhile, this guy was driving. Uh, he was working for a car dealership, uh, driving around. Uh, what? Yeah, he, it, 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 he fell that fast. He was. Dri- I think he was driving uh, driving around. You know, when you uh, when you're doing like rental cars or whatever, you, you shuttle people around in the for the rental cars or whatever. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What? Uh, well, because y'all's y'all's stuff is so specific. It's not like. You know, you can get a couple rocket scientists to do some. Like we used to, I worked in a mutual fund company. My boss won a Nobel Prize, actually. Um, uh, look up Fama and French passive investing theory. Um, basically, they're like work with the markets, don't work against them. But by the time I got there in 06, 07, uh, in the Santa Monica office, there was um, one, they just hired a guy that was a rocket scientist that they wanted him to apply, you know, his brain to, to what they're doing. But I don't think there's a lot of, like, one-for-one stuff no, y'all no, no, can no. do other than academia, you know? And I think one of the things I was thinking when you were throwing that scenario from the guy that did a very risky kind of um, <clears throat> strategy was, why go the academia route? I feel like that mm. – you. I know it's probably programmed in you – like sure. When people start their own small business, the first thing they think is they got to get an SBA loan, um, or like a you know some kind of some kind of loan. Yeah. And there's a lot of options out there as far as like getting credit lines, or there's a lot of online options that are a lot cheaper than a lot of these big banks now. And so, like, I think Fundbox and stuff like that. But um, I see where you go. So this is this is something that's becoming especially relevant in the last few years. Uh, about okay, why academia and why is this? So there's money. There's so much money there. Not really resources. So, well, so so part of it, part of what the issue is, is that the way that PhD programs are built nowadays is towards academia. You're learning a skill set that is very specific for academia. Uh-huh. If you want, if you want to get into industry, then you gotta you gotta work through the trenches in industry for a little bit, or work in a lab that is maybe industry focused, you know, but I'm taking the mic out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But for the most part, it's these, they're trying to train people to become academic scientists. Right. right. Keep you in their, right. their machine. The issue is that there's not enough jobs for academic scientists. Yep. You know? So, uh, part of it is the system of tenure. So you got these old guys who are just, uh, they're not doing anything productive. They're just sitting in chairs and you see it on a, just, on a micro level at your local elementary high sure, school. Sure, sure. So just waiting for people to – part of it is uh, budget cuts. 
uh, part of it. Is, Same. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm I'm sure I'm even forgetting about some other reasons, uh, but but yeah. So so then there are several other options that people do nowadays uh-huh. uh, for academia. So instead of academia, so one interesting thing. So industry is the uh, the sort of common automatic thing that people do so basically you go work for a big pharma company like pfizer or whatever uh-huh. you you maybe work as a lab tech or, or a research scientist or whatever you're basically doing the technical things but you're really not thinking to the same level that you were in academia but you're making way more money you have nine to five you have benefits you know there's there's a lot of pros to that yeah right? that that's tough too but yeah and that I'll, is I'll, I'll, get, I'll touch on that when you're done but i mean Probably what I would think it's tough for me to reconcile because you got into science as an intellectual pursuit, and then you become a set of hands essentially. Right. Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna close that. <laughs> I hope uh, we're still recording. Yeah. Yeah. We're recording. Still yeah. good. Still good. Uh, so, so that's what. Then there's some all sorts of unorthodox uh, jobs popping up because you have this glut of PhDs aren't able to get to academia just because the sheer numbers are against them so yeah and i think um it's tough because i think you gotta i think if i were you and you do have uh i think you should take like just basic business classes anyway yeah because it's so applicable for a lot of things but you know there's um it's good to be a hybrid it's good to walk in both worlds too because any at any point if let's say you did have ambitions to be i don't know what is it called head head of a lab or yeah, director sure. yeah sure executive professor, director? Uh, professor you could be uh yeah uh, but like i feel like you can you can move more you if you figure out how to find the right company that is like i think of like gary vandercheck or whatever vander media mm-hmm. um gary v he's like a serial entrepreneur they call it and I, I like listening to his stuff because he's just like getting fired up. Like, no one's gonna, you know, he he'll do these videos every day, just like, you know, go pick yourself up, go get get to work. Oh, no very gonna, motivational, like. Uh, well, he he moved into that area eventually, the last like five years. But he's a younger guy too, compared to the other entrepreneurs out there. Sure. But I would find someone like him that that, you know you're in a public sector when you're in academia pretty much, you know? Um, and if it's a private school, it still, still acts like a public, you, you know, well, we're, we're operating on public money. Right. Which is like, to me is the same thing with like business. Why, why is government so slow and business gets things done quicker? The incentives, right? Yeah. And there's not as much lobbying. If you're shitty, you get cut, you know, and I'm not going to go into like Peter, uh, what is it, Peter Schaefer, like free market, you know, capital markets are the best. Yeah. But I, I do lean more that way, and I feel like I would try to find someone who wants to have, like, a, a side to to their conglomerate, and I feel like you can reach them now. You used to not be able to. I feel like if you really wanted to reach these these companies that are doing really well, mm-hmm. like Gary Vee, okay. and you had an idea i want you to be the you know you're the y'all's company is the vc on this lab and here's what it, it might be able to do in a business world yeah and it has an exit plan when you start 
to sell yeah, it. Yeah, so so several and several labs do uh, are able to take in money and do and bridge that world quite effectively. Uh, and it's it, a lot of it depends on because they they do sort of a lot of these big pharma companies do outsource uh, certain things to academic labs because there are things that can be accomplished by academic labs which would be difficult in the research setting of a company. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying not to puke. I'm so tired and sick right now. I've All got right. Pedialyte in front of me. <laughs> this is you're you're like recovering from this is Suck, basically dude. recovering from a hangover but like dad hangover. Dude, it like. sucks. It's like uh I didn't even drink. I haven't That's what I'm saying. I haven't had like, anything to drink in November. I don't know if you time the like are these timestamps? When when does this come out? When does this come out? Um when I wanted to. <laughs> Any ballpark idea? Uh probably the next month or so. Okay. Well we'll do a swap cast. We'll throw it on our sweat equity one and uh Yeah. So people can migrate over there. But sure, sure, sure. I think I might have to go lay down, honestly. Yeah, you think you think you're good? Um you can keep all this audio in too. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, but sure. Yeah. I've been struggling not to puke the whole time you've been here. <laughs> hey, you sold it well. Um well, I can get my brain can get sidetracked for a little bit, but not for uh, too too long. Um, I think we had a good forty minutes, though, right? I, I think so. I'm pretty happy with that. If you want to, I hope we're still recording. Jesus Christ. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think we're still good. Um, anything? I'm trying to think of anything else. I would say. Uh, maybe maybe you add an appendage onto this when you know you record an intro or whatever. But yeah, uh, I would look up some labs, and just like that funnel stuff, right? You start looking now, like when it, this firm came about. Um, I'd been thinking about it for years before we started this thing, sure. um, because Blade Syndrome. You and I were hybrids, and yeah, and uh, Dave we David Weingarten and um, and Joe Riga. And and we cared about our career, right? Too. It's not just a day job kind of thing, right? But we also cared about stand up and uh, logic strategy uh, and applying it to the new school digital online side, which I think that gives us a unique value prop that no one has. Sure. For you, it might be a thing where you might be able to go, okay, I know how to do an incubator of a bunch of people that are doing labs. You know, mm. be the head of that, right? Because that's a different animal. But you know, that's that's that. How do you stay lean? Because all companies, if they're gonna, if companies put money into you, they're gonna want to like go. Are you Six Sigma? Do you have any of that stuff? Like these operations kind of accreditation? Yeah. I don't know how that works in y'all's world, but I'm sure there's a fat to cut all the time. Sure. Um, and it's all about all right. Get if if I gave you a million dollars, billion dollars for a lab. It's not a good thing just to hire on people that are that are good names in your community or get a bunch of equipment that's yeah. good. I think part of the thing that's great about what we're doing here is we've had we've had no working capital since we started, which sucks and stresses me out, and I look beleaguered. But at the same time, in, uh, necessity breeds innovation. So when you're really back against the wall, yeah, you figure out how to do all these efficient things that and you figure out honestly a new level personally where you go like you every every about four or five months i hit a, an area where i'm like wow this i thought i was working hard 
then now, like right now, I'm at an area where I'm like, I've been sleeping like three hours a night, you know, and like uh, trying to work whenever I have a free moment. This is a cry for help. Um, who no? <laughs> well, we're working on it. I'm gonna. I, I'm working on more structure just because yeah. uh, it's not. This is. I can't go at this clip uh, for that much longer. But it's one of those things where. Um, no, I did therapy the other day. Yeah. First time. Yeah, I wanted to do it proactively. <laughs> <laughs> But Mona, my wife recommended it, um, you know, get your shit together kind of thing. And I was Preventative like, maintenance, okay. like car or something, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me that much. I think it's weird if I talk to my family about it, but because uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of old school in that way. But I, I bet if I told them, they'd be fine. But I don't really want to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, well, I'm not doing stand-up right now actively. And so that was halfway therapeutic, you know. It was cathartic, I'd say, um, and so I was I was down for it. But then I got more stressed out getting there and getting back <laughs> to pick up our kid at daycare. Okay, I was like, God, this is the worst. Um, so like, I felt comfortable talking to this therapist for an hour and a half, and then I was like, What time is it? He's like, It's four forty-five. I was like, Shit, 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 ah! And he's like, Oh, did you have to go? I was like, Doc, I told you. I was like yelling at him. I was like, Doc, I told you, I had to go. You let me go, man. And then I was like, man, I fucking, I've never been like that weird. He probably, he probably asked one question and then you just went. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I do that even if I'm mentally I everywhere. I like, know. I'm fine. It's that, I don't know. I, I got to get that under control because that is, uh, I was. <laughs> see, I, see I, was, I thought I was going to barf and now I, I don't. Yeah, no, um, you're back on it. You're back on uh, it. I was talking to my dad at lunch about uh that means we're doing a, a good, good job place, on a yeah. branding message yeah, sure, sure. marketing message and uh he still doesn't get it but um <laughs> you'll get there but he was like you don't need to like you're giving too much technical stuff that you don't need in there and i'm like and this will relate to y'all's world sure. i think that you know you're young too for your industry i'm Very, sure yeah, so yeah. and you're probably more advanced than a lot of the the guys that are long in the tooth I feel like Probably. I feel like I'm not I wouldn't say I'm an expert, you know, the best at any of the stuff we're doing. Um, but I think as an aggregate, we're doing something that's totally unique and, and different. But I'd, I'd say I have to throw in. I feel like I always have to prove that I know what I'm talking about. Oh, sure. And it sounds sure, like, sure, but sure. it sounds like I have Asperger's or like, <laughs> you know, like I'm on the spectrum. Yeah. But I mean. Isn't there a certain? Uh, There's a lot of people that have been ripped off. That's why I feel. That's why I feel like I have to say I'm not drop technical terms or whatever. Or what you, you mean yeah, but like, I should wait for people to ask. Right. You know. And there, there it, is a sort of it overwhelms everybody. Yeah, there is a sort of, sort of quiet knowledge and confidence that comes with just keeping it in simple terms at the same time, right? Yeah. Well, no, and it on a sales level, you probably close a lot better that way. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. There's a weird thing. It's like y'all's, all right, it's like scientific research papers. I can't read them. No. Right? And so a lot of people can't read uh, SEO or, or pay-per-click ad information or any of that right. either. Um, it's its own jargon, just like legal. Sure. It's its own. That That's math to me. That's legal. Legal documents are just like a math problem. <laughs> I, I, it really is. It's it's right. a lang- it's English, but we don't use any of those words. Herein, 
Sure. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, do you probably have this too, where it's like it's all training. So it's like, I mean, even though I'm a scientist, like there's only a certain subset that I can just go in and read and not have to, you know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. a very sort of small percentage. Everything else. Where's the abstract? <laughs> right. Everything else is that like I have to okay, actually sit and focus and actually, okay, maybe there's some words I have to look up, but I know how to systematically go through it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same way with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can read reports and a lot of that and look up KPI stuff and uh, too many acronyms, I feel like. Seriously, I feel like most people don't understand finance because there's too many acronyms. Yeah. That's my. That's been my theory That's for theory. a while <laughs> since the crash of 08, 09. Um, uh, what was going to say? Yeah, I think... There's, uh, did you ever look up that thing, um, Alan? Uh, Alan Alda. Yeah. I just talk about this with my boss. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And I so I I thought it was enough to make me want to send it to you, <laughs> but I I do feel like communication in your world is like the way he was talking about. It, I was like, I didn't want to buy it because I don't. I'm always skeptical of actors at first. Anyway, if I hear them in an interview. Sure. And I'm like, all right. That's, I, that's, I give a, him, that's I, probably a good instinct. I give him 10 minutes, yeah, especially now. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're doing this mid-November when a lot of stuff's breaking out. But right. it's um, it's the thing of like, yeah, but this guy's old school. This guy seems very smart. I feel like the guys back in the day that make – you make it this far, I feel like you're a pretty smart guy. Right. Um, plus, I used to watch MASH back in the day. That's the real reason, huh? I had to. My mom watched it. Um, Reed runs a MASH all the time <laughs> as a five-year-old. <laughs> it's a pretty dark comedy if you really look at it uh, or dramedy anyway so there's Alda. a huge gap between and I see it in our world there's a huge communication gap right yeah. and I think what he's trying to do is is figure out how to how to coach up a lot of people to be able to to speak about this stuff yeah and we're I think I think the science world is especially in that sort of rut right now so but in an ego way too, in they, they want to prove it in the technical spots. So it's like stand up. You want to hit the crowd, but you want to hit the comedians in the back. Right, 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 right. So yeah, you. So on one hand, it's like okay, it 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 is probably an ego thing where it's like we have to. You don't want to dumb down what you do. But at the same time, there are ways to explain it in layman's terms without dumbing it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's a, a Metaf- huge... Metaphors of the cheat code and stand sure, up. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, that's a huge problem we're having because on... And especially with, uh, of course, uh, politicians are, don't want to give funding to something they don't understand. Right. So that's one aspect of it. Uh, and, they, and then they make bills that people don't understand, but they do. That's The, the other aspect is, okay, you, you see... I mean, if, you're, if you've been on Facebook in the last five years, you can see these people, like, reposting, like, some sort of onion stories yeah sort of fake science sort of just strange thing and then that's that's just a simple thing of okay okay that uh, i've been thinking about this a lot so okay this whole uh, there's i have two examples i'll just give one but the 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 flat earth theory right <laughs> so i i can't get mad that mad at flat earthers okay so my, i'll ride with you on so it. so the logic being is that okay I can't exact. All I know is that there's a picture. I know the Earth is round, but the reason I know the Earth is round is because I know scientists who know more about this stuff say that the Earth is round, and right. I know what it takes. Right. Right. That, yeah. But they don't have that perspective. Okay. Meaning they they have not been raised to trust scientists. 
people who don't believe in the flat earth, right? Well, the flat earth is tougher. I, I'm with you on that in like in the sense that they're like, hey, this fossil's three billion years old. And you're like, what? And it's like, well, the earth was created six billion years ago. And you're like, I don't know if those are the numbers. Um, but it's like, I th- that just sounds like imaginary land to me like i have no idea right well yeah, exactly there's and they're the si- and then the science quote the, their books instead of science books are things like the bible and stuff like that so it's like <laughs> this is no but i mean seriously yeah, no this yeah is, I, this is where they're getting their facts well the, so which in the bible also was translated by but i can mean i can totally sympathize when you we've, al- we've always on been this from birth we've always like, been in the fake news era if you think right, about right, it from exactly. the bible yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so if you're raised on this from birth how can you be mad all you can do is just say Okay, I have, I'm well, coming that, from a different standpoint, and then try and walk them through what got you to that standpoint. You have sympathy, I think, for them. Maybe uh, not empathy. Yeah, uh, because I think it's like a racist, right? Someone Come on, I'm a racist. Someone, no, no, someone. <laughs> okay, well, well kind of. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah, but, sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> if you you have a friend that gr- is racist, right, or an acquaintance or whatever, you right. meet someone that's how they were raised. You know, they yeah, don't know any better, that, right? So. But it doesn't make me go. I'm cool with him. <laughs> no, sure, no, and that's exactly it. So I think the, the that the, I feel sympathy. I feel bad for him. So I know? think the duty is on scientists is to really go to a down to earth sort of grassroots approach and think and try and okay. So like because like you, these guys like these public scientists will just like shame these people. It's like no, like walk them through it. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a way to do it. You can do it. I can do it. Oh, I mean, this podcast might be part of that. That's, you know? that, that's um, partly what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the communication taking. There's a duality of all that, right? I was sure. I think about duality a lot, and I think I think when I figured out I have like knee jerk contrarian logic, like a, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, then it kind of clicked into place why. I think of a lot of things in duality terms, right? Okay. So we need we need a simple message, yet it needs to be technical when it needs to be kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? So, so I always talk about what are the hardest things in, uh, in the branding world for us is logo, right? Okay. It's like pressurizing so many things. And if you, you get involved in the process, it's really tough because it's like, you know, depending on how many people you have or or just the one person you're working with they don't know what they want but also it needs to it needs, needs to be so simple but also express so many different things sure so the best logos do that apple's apple's logo is great right i quite like your logo by the way thank you yeah. um and it has a meaning to it it so the tokabaga tribe the indian tribe was in the tampa bay area and so our company's called tokabaga consulting um and uh they named tampa Tampa. So mm. it means sticks of fire in their language. Mm. And so I think... This is sto- unofficial mayor of Tampa. I think the story <laughs> goes... Uh, the, I think the story goes that uh, in their language of Calusa, so if you see yeah. some local Calusa brewing, Calusa printing, that's what that's okay. a reference to. And then the um, uh, sticks of fire, I think, is like a fan club for the lightning. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And I think oh, and I, didn't, I didn't realize that, that lightning hit. I think that's oh, the story. Oh mm-hmm. wow! I didn't know that. Yeah. So I like I like when so when people ask that it has sticking power because yeah. it has a little story behind it. And I thought of, I thought of that would be a cool name for a company when I was like thirteen. I saw I saw it on a, pu- awesome. a puzzle about Tampa uh, or Florida or something like that. So awesome. 
Yeah, I have that weird memory where I can remember like terrible eighties movies. Like no one remembers a scene that I, I I can remember like a scene of just one of the guys. This probably just goes back to the Asperger's part. Maybe. Yeah. I mean <laughs> my wife thinks I'm on the spectrum of of sorts, but um but a, a slogan, tagline, those are really hard, right? Copy. Sure. It's always tough. But you because you're trying to jokes, you're trying to squeeze this thing down to its bare minimum, no fat. Yeah. Lean efficiencies all that stuff um and it's no different you know in a, a lot of different or i forget where we were going with this oh with communication sure all right so there's the duality of figuring out how do you explain to a flat earther that they're wrong right but with with respect be in being simple yeah in the beginning and then when you want to break it down yeah we can go get down that alley so Think I mean? Well, I think I just think, go stand on a fucking a tall building, right? And go look at the horizon, right? So, and I think I think part of it is is that so starting simple and then steadily getting more complex because I don't I don't automatically think of all these people as dumb people, right? Right? It's just a matter of perspective, but I also think it's the the idea of respect and we're saying okay, if you just say you're dumb because you don't believe this, they're going to reject whatever you say after that. Yeah. So it's it's like you you can't win. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- if you come in not open-minded. And I think I think that that is the root of every sort of major issue in terms of science uh public science with so things like vaccines causing autism. Uh, I think global warming. I think that right. I think all these are the base of that. Yeah. And I think it's. I think we have to, as scientists, have to take that upon ourselves to, to yeah. to push that agenda. I wonder if you could make a media site, you know, that does you actually cultivate good good stories. Like I think about that a lot in politics, right? I think it would be awesome to have like a Rotten Tomatoes of a hundred writers, mm-hmm. or trusted or very transparent. Okay. Maybe you get, uh, maybe you get a, such a good mix of, uh, of uh, political lean that you know. Uh, there's a book called um, Wisdom of Crowds, so you know it's James Sirowiecki, I think is his name, um, and it's kind of about like having sample sizes helps figure out, you know, a better uh, better data point, I guess. Yeah. Real fun read at the beach. <laughs> but okay. this is when I was at the mutual fund company. He came to our business or our company and spoke. And I was like, I need to get into this if I'm going to be here for a little bit. Um, and so basically it's like, uh, if you could have this kind of almost political, political fact kind of had it for a minute. Yeah. And I, then yeah, I remember that. I don't know what happened to it, but the idea is there. It's like, get a, get a consortium that's transparent online that, all right, here's, a, here's a news story. And then validate it with some kind of score or, or something. I don't know. I I had this like, and this is something still in my head, but basically it was it, almost exactly that because because the whole thing that I try and be honest about is okay. I am a scientist, but like I don't know everything, and really I don't know much, and that's part of becoming a good scientist. I sure. Like. So know what you don't know. Right. And so but I but what I what I do have is that I know people who know about like if I needed to tell you about any if you ask me any question about science, I'd be like, okay, if you give me enough time, I could probably figure it out. But I can call a guy 
and they can explain it too, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So I always thought about that. So like, okay, starting something where sort of very reactionary, something comes out in the news, mm-hmm. and then bam, uh, you I say, okay, this is your your wheelhouse, and then and you're gonna you'll actually gain like a, we call it a freelancer Rolodex here, yeah, for work wise. But I also thought a lot of our value when we started this agency firm, whatever we're called, is uh, being a connector. Yeah, and exactly. I proactively do that. Yeah, and having a podcast, Sweat Equity, you know, on iTunes, laughable, whatever. Hashtag <laughs> um, is the thing of like, it gave me a reason to reach out to people I never would have, and talk to them for an hour. Yeah, and but now I have you know, I'm trying to get this Facebook ad expert. She's awesome. I think she's in like New Zealand, but I found her. I found her. Her uh, page, because she advertised on Facebook, and I'm a, I'm a big Facebook advertiser, but I can't keep up with everything. So she she's a good sentinel to go, I don't have to go look at ad week of what's going on, you know, week to week. She puts out her own little mini podcast. Here are the updates this week for Facebook ads. Mm. And I'm trying to get her on, because I just think it's interesting, because she's on top of her shit. But it's like, all right, I was super... I, I, I am very good at that area. I'm proficient. I can get expert level again if I had to, but I know enough. I can I can do most campaigns on my own if I have to, and that's what you need as a manager. You need to be able to do everything if you have to. But uh, but she's she's the person we're trying to get on the podcast because she knows she knows every she knows right. the math. She right. knows what a lead costs for real estate agents. Yeah. Why 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 remake the wheel? Yeah. I think it's twenty seven bucks. Per good lead for a realtor. That's pretty interesting, I think. Um, uh-huh. For me, it is. All right. I'm meandering. It's, uh, I've. You feeling good? Got, uh, yeah, I got to roll. I think we can break this up into two. You, you do whatever. I'll, I'll fill it out. We'll see yeah. what happens. But give me a heads up. Yeah, awesome. All right, dude. All right. Great talking to you all. See ya. Thanks. Mm.